Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. All right, we're doing it live. Welcome, Tyler Schmidt, DJ Time, to the Back Pocket Podcast. We're finally here. We finally did it. Let's hey, uh, uh, one thing before we really get started is that we need you to eat the mic. Um, so just one way to, uh, to, to practice is sit comfortably mm. and then put your hand on this knob on that side right there. Just grab that, the, the base. See the little knob on the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Grab that. Loosen that a little bit. Um, pull it towards yourself and then just move the mic towards you. Relax, though. Relax your back. You don't want to strain yourself. There you go, man. Yeah. good. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, everyone does it a different way, yeah. which is the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you sound great. We sound amazing. Yeah, there you go, boy. And you're, you know sound probably better than, than us. You're editing. You're creating. You're creative. We are more of the uh, X's and O's guys. You're the creative. Um, so let's dive into the mindset of Tyler Schmidt. We got to know each other in Hawaii back in January, um, and now we've been – Best friend. Best friend. Are we best friend? Yeah. You can't go on a trip like that without becoming best friend. I, I'd agree with that. Uh, but let's dive into the mindset of Tyler Schmidt. Love to. I, I've never even dived into my own mind, so this is going to be fun. Okay, uh, sweet. Through conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start here. Um, we're all St. Thomas grads. We all went to St. Thomas. I'm from Colorado. Andrew's from Chicago. Where are you from, man? I'm from Milwaukee. Well, mm. outskirts of Milwaukee, New Berlin. Okay. Little suburb right next to Milwaukee. Lots of beer. Lots of cheese, Green Bay Packers. Decided to come out to the Twin Cities to give college a shot. Best decision I ever made. Twin Cities are baller. But I'm going home next week, so it's going to be fun to go visit some family. Yeah. Um, okay. I did not start getting a musical taste, really, until I came to Minnesota. Weirdly. Get to college, and music just took over my free time. Always listening to music, always searching for it. Um, and I didn't realize it, but I think I give a lot of credit to my dad. So when I was growing up, he never wanted anything for birthdays or holidays. He just wanted a CD. Every, every holiday, every birthday, he's like, make me a CD. And what kind of CD? Oh, you make your own CD. Make one for him. Okay. So, Ooh. yeah. So I didn't even realize it, but every, every Father's Day, every birthday, Christmas, I was making a CD of my music for my dad he's like make it whatever you're listening to sometimes it'd be what i'd listen to sometimes it'd be something i want him to really like and once i got to college it was it was weird but like i kept doing it and then all of a sudden i got into edm and Mm. electronic dance music and spring break miami ultra music week unbelievable if you ever get the chance to go there um we did those for sophomore junior and senior year spring break and the musical influence in Miami is unreal. It's unlike any other city. And I came back after my sophomore spring break, and I was like, all right, I need, to, I need to get a DJ board. I need to learn how to do that. Like, and the CDs I was making for my dad turned into mixes. So I, I took over the 16-song playlist, and I eventually was like, all right, I'm going to put 50 songs together in an hour, which is the same time, but you're cutting up. Instead of whole songs you're listening to, 50 seconds of one, maybe half second of another one in between drops. And you can get really creative on how you put 50 songs together for an hour set. And so I started making them for my dad, my mom, my sister, my girlfriend, and just people that I cared about, maybe a group of people at a time. And then 
now I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm going to make sets that I know are going to sound good for me, but also for everyone that I love. And it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy thought, but like everything I'm making right now, I'm going to look back on in 20 years and go, holy shit. Like I was listening to that when I was 22 years old. So that's where the DJ time comes from Hmm. is these sets that I'm making. I know that music never dies. It's unless technology goes down and the internet crashes, music is going to live on forever. So I'm excited to be 42 and look back on the mix I just made yesterday and go, wow, that was what I was feeling like when I was 22 years old. So, and you already kind of got that going with the CDs you created for your dad. Right. So it's like when I was 15 years old, a freshman Mm -hmm. in high school, I created this CD for him. Now I'm 22 years old and I'm creating a 60 minute set for all these people. Like this is where my, my, my ear has developed already. Uh Mm -hmm. And it's funny. It's like all those CDs I made for him, they all have a year on it and father's day 2012 or, uh, like Merry Christmas 2011. It's funny. It's like you you plug those into the CD players. Well, some cars don't even make CD players anymore. So CDs are going away, but. Uh, hope, hopefully technology doesn't get too crazy and music goes away or some I don't, crazy I don't thing like that. A, mm-hmm. it's such a you guys separate... could take over the, the music industry with podcasts. It could happen. We'll have our own twist on it. Yeah, yeah I think sure. we're just going to end up becoming recording artists at some point. I don't know <laughs> how that's going to work out. I see myself in folk music, and I don't know why, but I think that's where I'm going to end up. Could happen. But honestly, dude, I don't know if music would ever go away, even no. with the crash of the internet, because people crave Music. The emotion, the emotions that it pulls out of people are yeah. the coolest yeah. parts of music. Really, really odd. I I don't know why I was doing this at two in the morning last night. I was watching a TED talk, and I can't remember the name of it, but this guy was a record digger, so Whoa. record eight track players. He would he would just be searching through them for songs that he hadn't heard in years, and people that songs that people talked about, but like the record is somewhere mm-hmm. and. It's in all these files, and all of a sudden they find them, and they're like, okay, and they convert them to MP3s, and it gets back in the internet. But, like, CDs and record players, it's hard. It's it's plastic. It's music that's written down. It's it's not on the internet. It's not an audio file that you can share so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm okay. I, I think everything I'm making right now is you can't destroy it. It's on the internet unless I stop paying for SoundCloud or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, so now I see what you're saying. You're like, if the internet crashes, all the music that has been made and just kind of in... Internet's probably not going to crash. Like in the MP3 format, then you could run the risk of losing some of that but stuff. But my dad's CDs, he loses those, they're gone. You're not getting yeah, that good back. Point. Good point. Un- unless you get the Apple playlist. Okay. You could burn it again. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating, dude. I, I love music. And I would also say, like, I attribute my music taste and my love for music, my knowledge of music to my dad as well. Mm-hmm. And I, my dad like loved grunge music, like Nirvana, Allison Chains, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, not grunge, but like all those kind of bands and Metallica, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. So mm-hmm. I listened to like Rush, all, all those bands I grew up with. I didn't really grow up with anything else other than that. And so he just like because my my mom was always like oh I don't want you to listen to, like bad word music mm-hmm. you know that was kind of a trend back then for sure yeah and then my my dad's like let's get after it <laughs> smack that all on the floor stuff that's like, what we grew up with right Akon yeah yep. Akon um <laughs> but what were some of those like your dad obviously had an influence on you as well what were some of those genres that he instilled in you early what's funny I mean 
my dad is like me in a lot of ways. I think he grew up on a ton of music and he listened to everything. But when I was growing up, my parents always listened to country. It was mm. it was country. My grandparents listened to country. And every now and then you get some alternative, maybe some uh, U2 and other genres like that. But well, it was, that's kind of like the vibe in Summerfest, right? Yeah, it's Summerfest Milwaukee has got mm-hmm. a wide range of everything. You get a little rap, you get country, you get alternative. You, mm-hmm. get, you literally get every genre at Summerfest Music Festival. If you've never been to Milwaukee... For Summerfest, end of June. Yes, end of June, first week of July. Best time to be in Milwaukee. Take that trip. Get a group of friends. Just take the five-hour car ride and start heading east. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Well, how about uh, if you sell EDM to someone who, like, generalizes or stereotypes EDM is just, like, beats. Beats, yeah. Um, and annoying music. How about that? No, EDM is very vague because it's electric dance music, but there mm-hmm. are tons of genres sub uh, subcategorized into edm so there's there's dubstep there's trance there's trap there's there's the mainstream music you hear on the on the radio there's um techno there's different varieties of edm that all have a different vibe um but the way i'd describe edm to people um it's a music genre but it's also a culture it's it's and I think you find that with every music genre. Mm-hmm. You go to a country music festival, the people at that festival are all gonna be kinda acting the same or drinking beer, dressed in flannels and short shorts and the classic country music festival. If you go to EDM festival, you're gonna get a lot of people who are very free spirited. You're gonna get people that are all about just in the moment, love yourself, love everybody, just love the music. Just it's a lot of love in EDM. Um some some songs you'll get like heavy like dubstep which gets you going in the gym and you know what i'm talking like brothers was the last mix i made for a bunch of my friends who lift and that i mean that kind of music gets me going like you get that you're ready to go mm-hmm. you're ready to lift 150 pounds um but that's not that's like not kygo you know Kygo's no kygo is a totally different vibe kygo yeah i mean there's there's so many artists out there kygo you got tiesto you got um all the way from excision to like just artists that can get you in all these different moods and mm-hmm. um i think it's it's a crazy music genre because it's not the rip on other other uh genres like rap and countries oh they always just talk about the same thing well edm talks about the same thing too you're, you're still talking about just relationships or if you're talking about partying or whatever it's a lot of different genres talk about the same things it's just how you talk about it so love it that's about, awesome it's artistic dude. yeah and you have to as a DJ, you kind of have to pick and place because you're talking about picking 50 seconds from songs yeah. and then intertwi- intertwining it with other 50 seconds. What's funny about being a DJ is you, like for a DJ of a party, you choose the mood of the party. If I go up there and I start playing music from the 1940s, it's going to be completely different than if I, if I throw on Drake and Migos and we start going walking like I talk. It, like it's completely different. You get to choose what all the people at the party get to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I've always found myself in a leader role for some reason in my life. Every everywhere I go, I I think I'm a control freak. I like to be in control of, of situations, even if it's minor. Not that I need to pick every song, but like I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm confident. I'm I'm gonna go up there and get the party going or whatever. It's fun for me. That's that's what makes me tick. And just love that excitement and just being a part of it. So now graduating and, you know, being out on your own, where do you see 
DJ time going? Like, do you, is your dream to, or I guess, where do you see yourself in five years? Is where do I at? see myself in five years? Well, what's funny is I just went to Lost Lands Music Festival in Ohio and I came back from that. I'm like, wow, you know what? Like, I was watching all these DJs I, and I finally went to a music festival and I was like, I'm going to watch what the DJs do. I'm literally just going to watch what they do at every set. And like, they're just up there having a blast. I'm like, that doesn't come easy. That takes a lot of work. But I was like, I came back and I made a new Instagram account for DJ Time, so I would stop harassing everybody who follows Tyler Schmidt. And Plug that real quick. Yeah. Does, what's, huh? what's your normal? What's uh? What's your DJ Instagram? DJ underscore Time. T Y M E. Yes. Boom. Follow it. So um, I made that account and I said on my personal account, I was like, follow this account if you want to see my music. If not, I'll. I'll keep with my everyday pictures of my family and where I'm traveling and stuff on this account. But if you care about my music, go follow that account. Um, and I came back, and the first post I said is, in five years, I'm going to be play at, playing at Lost Lands. So five-year plan, I I do want to be in a big-time venue in five years. Cool. And I think it's possible. I have I have the right friends. I have the right motivation. I just got to re- meet the right people now. Mm-hmm. Um, so going forward, graduated. um just getting back from Wyoming, I was out there living the life. Nice. Beautiful country. If you've ever been to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, so many hikes, rivers. If you're an outdoorsy person, go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Especially this time of year, they're about to get snow. The people out there are about to lose their minds. I have friends out there who are they itch. Minnesota, we we can't stand winter. Those people, they can't stand summer. They're like, we need the freaking snow. We need to go down this mountain. Like they're all about to get jacked because by the end of this week. They're going to get dumped on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just came back from there. Um, I got some opportunities I can go. There's a lot of different ways, but I don't have a hard set plan yet. I got opportunities in Milwaukee, opportunities in Minnesota. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of travel on my own, and we'll see where things go. That's all. I went to Jackson Hall uh, last summer uh, at just around, like, August, September time frame, mm-hmm. and it was the coolest thing. Yeah. But you're exactly right, like, they have their outdoors like excursions and all that stuff during the mm-hmm. summer but you could just tell like this yeah. is not what they want to be it doing is, it is a winter town it's a winter town like and everything it's funny. You're doing, you come from it, the midwest and you're like i can't freaking stand the winter and you go out there and they're like i can't freaking stand the summer i'm like what the hell is going on like yeah. i can't wait till summer and they're like i can't wait till winter it's weird but mm-hmm. have you ever um, been to jackson hole in the winter i haven't i have so okay. i i got some good friends out there i played rugby there this uh summer um i'm excited to go back and do a ski trip with them those guys, they, I can't, I can't imagine those guys on a mountain. They're crazy on a rugby pitch, but I can, I can see them sending some crazy, crazy launches <laughs> off some mm-hmm. jumps. Yeah, skiing is by far my favorite hobby, and I totally understand where they're coming from. Like, there's just something about yeah, it, especially Jackson Hole, like one of the most well-known, notable mountains of all time. Just the vertical there is, I, yeah, it's unreal. I look at them and I'm like, huh, how's this gonna work? Yeah, yeah, huh. <laughs> Not, I haven't gone down something that steep before, but that, that's the best part. I'm about gonna give skiing. it a go. That is, honestly is the best part about skiing. It's you go up and you can decide to go down a run, but the way you go down it mm-hmm. is always different every time. And then if you incorporate snow, where like a ton of snow, like yeah. it's powder day, skiing through chowder, that's a whole another, yeah. whole another mindset. Dude. When I heard the number of inches they got last year, my jaw hit the floor. Six hundred and fifty yeah. yeah. inches of oh, snow. Oh yeah, I get... was like, oh, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> Bananas. So what did you major in at St. Thomas? Just curious on that. I majored in entrepreneurship, okay. and I minored in environmental sustainability. So um, I still plan to use entrepreneurship in a lot of different ways, but um, 
I originally went in there with just this broad mindset of my parents are entrepreneurs. I should know how to be one. Um, mm. Weirdly, I think they taught me how to be an entrepreneur just by raising me. Um, and I maybe could have gone different ways, but I'm glad with my major minor pick. It's It gives me a widespread of uh, tracks I could go on in life. Um, and I it taught you a lot of confidence on how to just make things happen on your own. Mm-hmm. Bring ideas to frugality and uh, the sustainability part was my my junior year. I kind of had this big interest in science, and I was like, you know what? I need to study more about the earth and rocks and trees and stuff like that. Um, but weirdly, environmental sustainability carries over with business a lot, and you can you can keep a business alive knowing how to keep life alive. So absolutely. Do you think you learned some things in Hawaii? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to so touch on yeah. that. What were some of those with the environmental sustainability that you're like, oh, that's like. I'm living in Hawaii, an island and mm-hmm. like that just big time eye-opening experience. Hawaii was an unbelievable experience for me. It was, um, I thought I was going to lose touch with music in Hawaii because I couldn't bring my mixing board and I mix every day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't, I can't bring this board. Like what, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose my touch or whatever? And we're taking a communications class and I, I, I think music is a form of communication. So I'm like, okay. Hawaii taught me so much on how important it is to tell a story. And if you don't tell a story, what it, it didn't happen. Like, I mean, it, maybe it happened, but if a tree falls and it was and no one hears it, did it make a sound? Like, you got, like it, it inspired me to come back and tell a story. And I, whether that story is heard by five people or 500 people or 10,000 people, someone heard your story. So if you're, so me as a, college student with this DJing hobby with entrepreneurship mindset with sustainability I'm like huh like life life's pretty deep you can you can you can get pretty off tangent but I can tell my story with the songs I pick and the sets I put out there and I can take my 50 favorite songs from freshman year in college and put them into an hour set and put put it to pictures of us freshman year and you can watch that 20 years from now and go whoa like that's a story like those are the songs you listen to. Those are that was those pictures of us. And I, I think with virtual reality and the way music and technology is going, people are going to be able to capture their stories on whether they're Instagram stories or Snapchat stories, and like have it very professionally showed for other people and shared. And it's crazy the way Instagram and social media paired with all of that is going to go because I think people are going to be able to share unbelievable uh, amounts of themselves that they couldn't before you can't you couldn't tell stories like the way we tell stories now 50 years ago you couldn't no i mean the whole hawaiian culture is um built on stories they have nothing in the book they have nothing in yeah i got way off that no but that's you let it perfectly from what you took there to what you're doing now and hawaii is the perfect example of like the polynesian culture there's nothing written down of how they managed to go from polynesia to Mm -hmm. hawaii and all the different levels and different stops all the way. There's nothing. All right. they're doing is um, taking artifacts. Scientists are taking artifacts and connecting the dots through that way. And now we have all these platforms to capture a story, but really how do you want to capture that story? Mm-hmm. And we have the ability to do that. You're choosing a music, a musician right. path. We are kind of choosing in a podcast through having conversation path. Every, and everyone has the ability to do it through social media. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And how are you wanting to portray your story? And weird, weird angle. I'm gonna go with this, but P- 
people react to people listening to their story differently too. So I'm talking about fame. Fame, like p- these these artists that get big, they're getting big because they're telling their story, and people like the story they're telling, whether it's the way it sounds or just it interests people. Um, so, like these artists that are getting depressed and stuff from from fame and just the pressure of all that is scary for an up and coming artist in the sense that you go, whoa, like do I really want to be telling my story that loud? Do I really want that many people hearing it? And I'm sure you guys have thought about it too. Like imagine if you're Joe Rogan, like every week people are listening to your podcast and that's awesome. Like you're telling your story. That's great. It's just, you gotta be prepared for that. And it's, it's crazy the way that social media is allowing certain people to rise up and certain people to just lay low and just how much people share is, is a big part of everyone these days. And how much you post on Instagram or if you even have a Facebook or if you're doing podcasts or if you're a DJ or if you are a professional in this industry, it's all your story and how you tell it is crazy, has crazy impact on your life. Mm-hmm. I think like what you said about, you know, people who rise to fame and then are at it and don't like it. It's irreversible. It it's irreversible, right? But I think if you tell your story, live your story authentically more people are just on the bandwagon while mm-hmm. you're doing that absolutely i can't imagine that it would be horrible and i feel like some of those people that actually end up falling are ones that got away from themselves at mm-hmm. one point and then that's when they hit big right you know like think about think about like all the disney channel people that exploded when they were anywhere from 10 to 15 years old right like do you think the 10 to 15 old year old version of yourself was you <laughs> I mean, you imagine how much you, you you've changed a lot in the last eight years since you've been fourteen. Imagine how much you'd change if you were Justin Bieber and got put up on uh, Madison Square Garden at age fourteen. Mm. Your life would it changes drastically, and doesn't mean it's for the worse or for the good. It's just it's going to change you once. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, and it's hard for me to even like. I feel for someone like that because. Think about if you went up on stage every single time and you had millions of people just, or not millions, but thousands of people just screaming. But that's his story. That's yeah. his story, that's right? That's his story. I mean, that and changes someone, though. Yeah, I mean, no, it, that, no one's normal after that. It's going to, I mean, I think you can be normal. It's just, it's going to take a lot. You, yeah. you're, you have to understand that if your story is going to get big, it's going to have bigger impact. So mm. the LeBron James of the world, he's telling his story and he has haters and he has lovers. I mean, once you get big, you're going to have, you're not going to please everyone. So you're no, no one, no one, if we all liked the same music, we'd have this ultimate artist that everyone liked and that'd be the artist, Mm -hmm. but there's not that artist out there. You can have someone go, I love Drake. And you can have someone go, I hate Drake. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just people have different tastes. And, um, that goes with lifestyles. That goes with music. That's, that goes with religion. That goes with everything. It's, makes what people makes people different that's what it goes with everything and that's a macro level of like the lebron james the drakes and at a micro level it's the back pocket and dj time yeah and we have the ability to have those followers that are like they have x amount of followers they're like oh this guy's i'm gonna listen to these guys every week right. this is so cool but then there you have it was like why do they keep wasting their time like what are they doing and it's it's but for us why do we ca- i mean it, we don't care right, right? but it, we, we have love those what same we're impact yeah we're mm-hmm. telling our story it's just the way we're telling our story. Mm-hmm. And as storytellers, we have to understand that our story is going to be heard and you can have a big impact if you want to. Mm-hmm. Just 
Very depends cool. on how 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 you want to take it. Yep, I love that, dude. Because, and you're totally right, Andrew. Where you're like, yes, what are these guys doing, right? Who cares? But at the same time, there's we do get that recognition, and it's cool to just have like a micro audience to at least have that support and at least know you're doing something right. It's not the reason we do it, but it definitely helps. And knowing that there is traction to be gained. Like when I go and work out at St. Thomas or anywhere, like the first thing, what do they ask you? How's podcast doing? Yep. It's like, that's cool. Okay. They they at least know like that's, we've built that's a brand. Us. Yeah, that's us. You see yeah. us, you see back pocket. Right. Yeah. That's it's fun. And that's, that, and that's hopefully everyone sees that. Yeah. Like that's the goal eventually. And how do you want them to perceive you after that one word back pocket? What is that? What is the connotation with that? That's for us to decide, and that's mm-hmm. for our message to perceive. Um, and here's three things that we are, that everyone knows us about. Three questions. And the first question is I get a question we ask every single guest. We are wildly average podcasters. We are wildly average guys. And we love asking our guests, what's their average quality? So, Ty, what is your average quality? My average quality? DJing. I'm an average DJ. Mm. I, am, I am not a bad DJ, and I'm not a professional DJ, but... I'm a wildly average, awesome DJ. I just, I love what I'm doing, and I'm okay with it right now. If I want to become this big professional DJ, I'll make it happen. If I want to be this wildly average DJ for the next five years, I'll make that happen too. So it's it's what you choose to be wildly average at. You're in control. I'm in control. You can see where the growth is. Right on, dude. That's an excellent answer. Because people usually say like something they're probably bad at. Mm -hmm. right that's the first thing like what am i average at oh it's something that i'm not good at Mm -hmm. but it's really what you want to be better at right so and you're a dj right now and you you're saying i am not where i want to be right so i am average right now but where will i be tomorrow i'm not bad no exactly yeah and it's and you're you're putting yourself out there too like you're identifying Mm -hmm. that you aren't as good as you aren't the best you can be right now right but you're also you're never the best you can be right and that mindset is exactly how you move forward every single day. It's phenomenal. All right, second question, dude. Great answer on that first one. What's in your back pocket? As a DJ, as Ty Schmidt, what's in your back pocket? You know what's funny, guys? You know what is in my back pocket right now? Passport. Ooh. Love it, Passport. There we go. Okay. Yo, shout out to passports. Mm. So I have a passport in my back pocket because at age 22, I have the world at my feet right now, and I have a lot of different possibilities where I could go. I want to go see some places. So um, I want to go see Iceland. I've heard it's beautiful. I want to see the Northern Lights this year. Um, and I want to go see New Zealand. Big rugby culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard it's a, an amazing place. So those are the two places on my bucket list to go travel right now. You've been um, mentioning mention rugby a lot. What is it about rugby that you love? I grew up on rugby, man. Rugby is in my blood. Yeah. So my parents coached it for 20 plus years and um, they both played. My sister plays. We're a rugby rugby family. Awesome sport. Um, I didn't start playing until college because uh, my high school didn't have a team and there wasn't enough interest to start one. Um, But once I hit college, it was immediate. No matter where you go in life, it's the second most popular sport to soccer. So no matter where you go, you can go to any country, any anywhere you will have 20 best friends if you start playing rugby mm. you can find the rugby team and you got 20 best friends they'll they'll take you under their wing and take you for a beer after practice and it's it's the best culture of any sport i've ever seen so um i may be done playing rugby though so okay. this summer i took a big hit 
pretty bad concussion. One of one of many. So I may switch over to coaching though, which I'm pretty excited about. I don't know what level, but um, if I set my feet somewhere or uh, if I get pretty comfortable in an area, I'm probably going to take up coaching rugby, whether it's high school, college, or wherever. But you um, have your passport in your back pocket. I have. <laughs> that is that is the coolest thing I've ever had someone speak say for that answer because that just speaks volumes like the the metaphor mm-hmm. the the uh the deeper reasoning why it's in your back pocket is so damn cool <laughs> and then to have that what that led to is the rugby right mm-hmm. so you can take your passport anywhere go anywhere and you can immediately have a connection with another person yep. because you have rugby yes dude phenomenal <laughs> that's so love cool it. love it all right now it's our final question what did you learn today from the moment you woke up to when we're having this conversation today what did I learn today? Well, I learned that um, life is unpredictable, so um, you just got to go with it. I I um, don't know what I'm exactly going to be doing for the next month, week, year, but um, talking on this show, it, it actually is crazy, to, and I highly recommend anyone who's thinking about being on the show, definitely hit these guys up. This show has been amazing. Um, it, it shows you a lot about who you're who you are as a person when you get to sit down and talk about yourself because mm-hmm. I don't know about you but I've never talked about myself until I talk, like was doing this podcast and it, to the extent of like actually answering questions and um literally it, it, it not, excites me it yeah. excites me for what's going to come mm-hmm. it excites me because the the possibilities are endless and um I have a lot of potential to take my DJing somewhere if I want to, but right now I'm wildly average and I'm very okay with that. And um, to just learn that and kind of put those to words is an awesome thing that you guys are able to do. Um, this podcast is pretty freaking sick. Um, Thanks, dog. But how about this though? I I think being able to like this was a thirty minute conversation. Having a thirty minute conversation with absolutely no distractions. Never done it before. Never. I, I, that's not true. I've done that before. But those are the best conversations you'll ever have in life. Right. Whether it's 4 a.m. at uh, at your at, at your buddy's place after the bar, just talking, or if you're with your grandparent, um, just on a Sunday or whatever. The best things in life are from a conversation. You guys posted something about that the other day. You will get so far from just actually sitting there, giving your 100% effort and talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Just having a conversation. Amen, man. Thank you, Ty. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome.